superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. How about them Cowboys? Well, how about them? This is the Rich Eisen Show. How about them? (laughs) How about them? Let's move on. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. When Brian Flores got fired a couple of weeks ago, that was the surprise. That was the shocker. That was the eyebrow raiser. And the reason that was given publicly by Stephen Ross, the owner, and I'm paraphrasing here, was essentially there were communication problems. Today's guests, Rams general manager, Les Snead, Fox Sports college football reporter, Bruce Feldman, actress and comedian, Whitney Cummings. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Okay, everybody, welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Thursday before Super Bowl week is here in Los Angeles, California. So much to talk about here on another Wild day in sports. Uh, it is the first Thursday of February 2022. Uh, and I'm going to stop going down this road. Otherwise, I'm going to give you the traffic and weather together on the ones. Good to see you over there, Chris. How are you, it sir? It was like 49 degrees this morning. It was yes. freezing. But, uh, you know, the 405 was uh, was uh, was not a mess at all. Not that bad. Uh, good to see you, Jay Felly. Hey. What's up, TJ Rich? Jefferson. Good to see you, sir. I feel great, Rich. My velvet rope passed the test yesterday. It did. And, uh, <laughs> you know, just proving my point. That just proving. My point. Fun with Stephen A. Smith yesterday here in studio. Uh, and today, uh, another fun day. We all need a laugh. Whitney Cummings will provide that in hour number three. She's been here before, and uh, I can't wait to chat with her in studio. Don't miss that in hour number three. Um, Bruce Feldman of Fox Sports and the Athletic. A crazy day in college football yesterday. National Signing Day. Seeing all sorts of craziness from... Uh, uh, Texas A&M being the first uh, overall recruiting class, and uh, Jimbo Fisher calling out somebody named Sliced Bread <laughs> because of the accusations as to uh, why Texas A&M got the uh, number one overall recruiting class, and it wasn't because of elbow grease or hard work. Um, Friends of the program. Uh, also, also, uh, you know, um, we we saw a recruit. Spurn, uh, a coach who danced with him in a viral video just a week before. And then, of course, uh, we saw a head coach of a college football playoff team interview for a uh, an NFL job all on National Signing Day. That would be the craziest National Signing Day ever. And um, we will have uh, Bruce Feldman to discuss that. And in 18 minutes' time, uh, we're, we're going to have a Super Bowl General manager here. All right. On the program. Les Needs calling us in about 18 minutes' time. Let's do it. Yes, indeed. And um, his Rams are in uh, are in the um, Super Bowl. Super. That's it right there. <laughs> Taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and uh, that will be a great uh, conversation that we have. And then one with you, 844-204-RICH, is the number to dial. That's how we set things up and say hello again to Sirius XM Channel 85. And, of course, anybody listening to us on this Rich Eisen Terrestrial Radio affiliate streaming us Odyssey Coast to Coast. And then, of course, uh, right here on NBC Sports on Peacock. Around 9 o'clock last night, 
Pacific time, midnight uh, Eastern. But nine o'clock uh, is when I, uh, I I woke up because I'd already fallen asleep three times. <laughs> and um, <laughs> uh, look at my phone. I'm just, I mean, you know, the kids just beat it out of you. Um, and Amen to that, Rich. Was well, this after the Scrabble game? Well, we'll discuss that later okay. on in this program. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> Um, so I, I look down at my phone uh, and, and I see um, a statement. Was this like a midnight statement? I don't know when they released it, but it certainly that's when it hit me it hit on my Twitter feed. A statement from the owner of the Miami Dolphins, uh, Stephen Ross. And, and we had seen uh, a couple of news cycles already cycle through without hearing directly from him on the allegations from... Um, Brian Flores, his now fired head coach, and now uh, the plaintiff, the uh, plaintiff in a lawsuit, making the Miami Dolphins a defendant in a lawsuit that included the allegations that he had, in addition to firing him uh, uh, inappropriately, but um, asked him to tank his first year on the job hundred thousand dollars for every loss he would uh he would accrue for a dolphins team that was eager to draft we think two or eventually joe burrow we finally got a statement from him quote with regards to the allegations being made by brian flores i'm a man of honor and integrity and cannot let them stand without responding i take great personal exception to these malicious attacks and the truth must be known his allegations are false malicious and defamatory we understand there are media reports stating that the NFL intends to investigate his claims and we will cooperate fully. I welcome that investigation and I'm eager to defend my personal integrity and the integrity and values of the entire Miami, Miami Dolphins organization from these baseless, unfair, and disparaging claims. So, there's now officially no gray area, folks. You got a coach saying the owner did it and the owner saying emphatically, these are malicious, disparaging, false, didn't happen. Oh, man. And I, and I find it interesting that, it, that, that Stephen Ross said that there are reports in the media of the NFL investigating. Does that mean the NFL has not informed the Dolphins that they are investigating? Is there, is there an investigation of this? I think there needs to be. There has to be. A head coach with zero, zero history of having a lack of integrity or somebody who wasn't a shoot uh, a straight shooter i mean brian flores's reputation is sterling has said in his first year on the job welcome to the team brian now you, we're asking you to lose and here's a hundred thousand dollars for every loss can you imagine an NFL owner doing something like that. Can you imagine what that means in terms of competitive value, in terms of the product on the field, in terms of our, as a fan, um, level of trust? I mean, that's, that's one of the pillars that can shake the foundations of this goose that is laying what adamantium eggs, you know, I, you can't even platinum gold eggs, golden goose vibranium eggs are are you know, uh, undervalue the actual type of egg that this goose is laying. Daenerys's eggs. 
I don't even know, but you know that is speaking of Dracaris, that that is what this lawsuit is yeah, like. Yeah. I mean, this is a fire breathing lawsuit. Oh yeah, and 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 I bring this up once again, needing to say clearly, nothing is worse than treating somebody differently and adversely because of the color of that person's skin. Nothing is worse than that. In the world of competition in the NFL, this is something I've never heard of before. Yeah. Do teams basically pull all their starters in week 17 or now week 18 to make sure that their draft position is okay or better than okay or is solidified? Yes, it happens. You know what I've also seen? I've also seen teams that should do that, and they don't, and they win. I was in Indianapolis on a Saturday night of a late-season game in the suck-for-luck year, which is the phrase that you were hearing in Indianapolis the minute that Peyton Manning's neck wasn't going to stand the test. The old 2011 Colts, Rich. I was there. What was that? The, it's a Saturday night, week 16, if I'm not uh, mistaken? Week 16, yeah. yeah. They had won the week before against Tennessee. Their first win of the year. Yeah, to go to 1-13. and 13. And then the Texans had already clinched the AFC South and came into the building. And, um, and it still <laughs> couldn't even beat Indianapolis, which they had a major trouble doing when Peyton Manning was the the quarterback there and Reggie Wayne caught a touchdown pass with no time left. And I was sitting on the set with Marshall Falk and I was sitting on the set with Michael Irvin and Mooch and we're all looking at each other as the fans are going crazy and cheering. Like, what are they doing? Yeah. Why are they cheering? Do they, do they understand that they may have just lost the ability to draft Andrew Luck first overall. And for anybody, you know, I can't believe this is 10 years ago, huh? That any, uh, anybody out there who might be new to this uh, football world, this, this was the equivalent of Trevor Lawrence last year. Yeah. Dan Orlovsky threw the pass to Reggie Wayne. Oh, we were wondering what the hell they think of <laughs> Yeah. So I've heard this before, you know, in terms of tanking, but I've, I've, I've never heard, like, full season paying somebody off to do exactly what they were not hired to do and to, to conduct themselves exactly against who they are in the fiber of their being. And I've already heard this stuff like, well, why didn't Brian Flores say anything at the time? Are you serious? He just got hired. And guess what he did anyway? Started winning games. Yep. To the point where he says that put him in bad favor right off the bat with his new boss. And in terms of why didn't he do something about it at the time, if this is true, then do you see... How many other jobs are there for people of color at the head coaching position right now? We may go through this cycle with eight, nine jobs open and all of them filled by white men. Now then, Stephen Ross says it is true. It is it is uh, uh, not true that this happened and he's going to fight it. This is going to be, well, we, we're going to have to see it. Is it going to be in this lawsuit or is it going to be through what the NFL is going to look into? Because this is untenable. Stephen A. Smith was here yesterday and said that, that may, this, this would be the penalty about removing your team from your possession. Mm-hmm. And this is a man whose reputation, certainly on the campus of my school, is as sterling as they come as well. I mean, his, he's, his name's on the business school. <laughs> 
You in know? other words, you can just donate money and get your name on something. It doesn't necessarily make you a pillar in the community. He, but right? he is he is in the pillar in the community oh, there. Okay. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yeah. He is. And and has, you know, a reputation in the philanthropy community as well. I mean, there's a lot on the line here, and the league is going to have to look into it. I'm wondering if it hasn't happened yet. You know, I, I I mean, let's this is we got to get on it. I know we got a Super Bowl going on, but this is the integrity of the game. This goes to the this goes to the heart of everything. And we'll see who else joins. You mean Hugh Jackson saying that the Browns didn't exactly pay him to purposely lose games? but they did provide him with spreadsheets and everything about how they were going to set things up in order to lose enough to start winning on the back end of his contract. You know, that might be tanking by another name, but this is just flat out. I, 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 I'm still stunned by the, the accusation. I'm stunned by it. And so that was an interesting response from Stephen Ross and wanted to lay that one out there. Meanwhile, it looks like um, the Miami Dolphins are, you know, and the Jacksonville Jaguars are, are going to wind up being last, choosing a coach. And even if it's the Saints, you have to understand that, right? Because they, they, they lost their coach later than anybody else. What are the Jaguars doing? I, I don't even know what's happening down there. You know, it's so weird because at this time last year, all we heard was Trevor Lawrence, generational talent. Yes. Best quarterback of the last. Yes. You would assume that you'd and be they, jumping through hoops to get. And to they this had time. already hired Urban Myers. So it was like Urban. Urban's back. But this is a team that knew in week four this might not be tenable after their coach didn't get on a plane. And they knew. And, 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 and had a viral video go out of what he was doing while still being back there in Ohio after taking the team plane home. One month in was an indication that this might not be tenable. And then they got the jump by bouncing him. So you knew you would have to choose a coach. And you knew Doug Peterson sitting at home then. You could have talked to him on the spot. And you had to know that Byron Lefwich is a viable candidate. He already was. You had to know that your general manager that just brought, walked into your building is somebody that might not be the cup of tea to the number of people that you'd, you'd be reaching out to. Anybody could have told you that. RES Consulting leading the way. <laughs> and um, now it looks like Rick Spielman might be brought in for a football role that I guess they'd be creating. Does that is that a way to tell somebody you know there's somebody between Shad Khan and Balky who's yeah, going to still o- be there? Yeah, over Balky. Like, what's the yeah. float chart? Or you just get Byron Leftwich what he wants and rip the knob off and tell everyone in Jacksonville Byron's home? Right. Seems too easy. I don't understand it. They better get a good coach, or they're going to ruin Trevor Lawrence. I, I mean, you got Facts. you've got. You've got still time to do that. And Doug Peterson would be a terrific guy to bring in for him. So would Leftwich. I don't get it. I don't understand it because it's senior bowl time and it's time. The Super Bowl is coming up in 10 days. At what point are you going to start hiring somebody? The combine's like three weeks away. 
after the Super Bowl's over. I don't understand it. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. I guess we wanted to get the dysfunction out of the way before Les Snead joins us because they're doing nothing but functioning. The general manager of the Los Angeles Rams joining us next right here on the Rich Eisen Show. They have painted the turf at SoFi Stadium. It's already, oh already set. Have you seen the photo? It I have indeed. Incredible. We will be talking about all of that with Les Need when we come back right here on the Rich Eisen Show. The GM of the LAR on RAS when we come back. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. 844-204-RICH, the number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show. We will be taking your calls throughout the day, so it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I mentioned going to break in our first hour here um, that the uh, the field at SoFi Stadium here in Los Angeles, California, is set for the Super Bowl. There it is. <laughs> Look at that. Wow, that looks it is. It really is a beautiful stadium, folks. If you get a chance to ever come to Los Angeles, the, it's it's a pricey ticket. This time around might not be it, but just look at that. Man, that's go see something. There. That Oculus that's right there, it's what they call it. It's its like a halo ring that's over the, the entire stadium field. Like it, it, it It's the circumference of the entire field. Yeah. So it like matches the oval of the field surface above it. And it's incredible. And it's loud, man. And the crazy thing is there's the home team on the, on the uh, right that normally plays in the stadium with the Chargers, but they're the away team here, and the home team on the left with an end zone painted with their name and the logo is the Cincinnati Bengals, which leads us to today's version of saying the statement that we're saying every day <laughs> with a different accent <laughs> on a different syllable or word. Yeah, point. The Bengals are in the Super Bowl. <laughs> so we're going to R today. Yes, we are. That's a little bit more, I think that's more... Declarative. Yeah. The Cincinnati Bengals. Save it for another day. There's okay, so many more gotcha. days. Don't don't <laughs> don't unload the chamber <laughs> here. Bad. It was just. A, I'm still. I'm like still in awe. Today is the today's the Bengals are are okay. in the Super Bowl, and that's and that's for all you Bengals fans out there that want to pound the chest and make sure everyone understands who's coming to represent the AFC. Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals are in the Super Bowl. I understand. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if I understand. I'm here for it. I'm just, this also, is amazing. Like, how cool is the color, like, contrast? Like, the yeah. blue with the white against the black. It's, just, it's yeah. The, colors, the blue and the gold. The colors go against right. each other well. The it's, royal blue. and the, Awesome. 
And the gold. It just looks good. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yes, indeed. Super Bowl logo the, looks good. The shield right there in the, the middle. Here we go, baby. Ten days. By the way, Rich, I don't know if you've taken a look at uh, yeah. secondary ticket prices. <laughs> of course he hasn't, Chris. What are you asking about? I don't know. Ooh, baby. Is that right? We're now five figures for a ticket to get in. Jeez. To get in the building. That is nutty. That is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. Good oh, luck. my word. Good luck. You going to be at the game, Rich? Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I go every year. I, mean, I don't know if you're aware. I'm the host of NFL Network. I don't know if you're aware of yeah, that. I mean, oh, yeah. I could go home and watch it. That's what I'm saying. saying. Uh, yeah, you might be having a party. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. No, I'll be going to the Super Bowl this year. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Kids want to go. Do people call you asking, can do you get them in? Do you think? Well, people are asking me, and I'm like, why the hell would I be able to? So <laughs> you must get a lot of calls. Do you think? <laughs> hey, Rich, you got two extras? You know, Rich, I've never asked you for anything since I've been here. And, uh... <laughs> well, as long as the Cowboys keep doing what they're doing, you won't have to. Yeah. You asked me for a lighter a few weeks ago, and now I understand why, because you're lighting a candle every day. <laughs> hey, Brockman, I heard you. You just be quiet over there. Yeah, it's getting a little crazy around here. They're putting the perimeter up. NFL Network's inside the perimeter, so yeah. it's kind of it's it's kind of crazy. The perimeter, you know, the security perimeter. It's it's. Um, it's going to be wild next 10 days, uh, but the Super Bowl is here, and in the Super Bowl is a team from Los Angeles, California. Unbelievable run by the Los Angeles Rams to try and match what the Bucks did last year, although they've already kind of bettered it by winning a home game in the NFC Championship game to make the Super Bowl in Los Angeles happen for the Rams and the General Manager of the NFC Champion Los Angeles Rams, Les Sneed, back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Les? I'm good. How about you, Rich? All right, great. I was just asked by one of my guys here about people blowing uh, you up for tickets or anything like that. You you must be. Do you have do you have a, do you have a perimeter built around you? Security perimeter built around you, Les, for this week. You, you definitely need a, a perimeter for sure. And it, it was it was probably. Uh, perfect timing yesterday that was interesting for some reason my phone did something and like so the contacts weren't really matching you know they weren't showing up on my text so all i was getting was these numbers yeah and there's always the congratulations right at the beginning oh no so you gotta be new phone who this is that what you're gonna be like last like yeah i mean but what i was holy cow this is either good or bad how do i handle it and but like like a lot of things in life, I you know it probably took me longer and more frustration than I should. I just actually figured out how to turn it off and power it off. Well done. Let it take a break and then came back on. The contacts were there, so mm. um, crisis but yes, I averted. Could definitely use it. Uh, you could you could definitely use a, a, a let's call it a, tic- a staff of ticketers. If that's the word for so less, just two oh, on the home dude, side. Stop, no big deal. Stop. Don't worry. Don't listen to him, oh, Les. He'll, he'll just go to the secondary ticket market. Don't worry about that. <laughs> don't do that. Um, so, Les, let me just jump in here. What does a general manager of uh, uh, do in the week leading up to a Super Bowl? Like, what is your job? What is your role, Les, right now? You know what? That, there's no manual of that because it's definitely hard to get to this game. But I, I think the I think the best thing that that I can do in this role, right, is to help Sean, his coaches, make sure we alleviate the distraction 
right, of the of the party that goes on along with the Super Bowl. Because at the end of the day, right, I probably I know I can't help him figure out how to score points on the Bengals or stop them uh, from scoring. So uh, we, you know, obviously we have a personnel staff that's helping them with their, you know, you know. Let's call it who's good, who's bad, who's impactful, who's not all, all those things that they're working together. So, and also once we get through the initial, hey, where are we at injury wise? What roster moves do we have to make? Things like that. Do we need to clean this thing up for the Super Bowl? It, you know, my job's really to, 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 right, help do my part in, in making sure that group is not distracted and focused on, uh, right, the main thing. And that's, competing for this world championship so who may be on that who's on that radar screen right now health-wise right now for the rams for super bowl 56 i think what we you know the interesting thing what we have we have two weeks here and 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 tyler higby had an injury during the game so Mm -hmm. the nice thing is we get two weeks to try to get him back he's an integral part taylor rapp has missed some time and so you know he's on his way but there the 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 roster management of it all too is we you know, we, we have uh, Daryl Henderson that is beginning to get back to practice. Sebastian Joseph Day and some of the some of, if you want to call it the GM maneuvering with head coaches. Hey, do you actually activate those to the to the roster, or do you keep them on IR? And, and with that, right comes deletions from the roster, which is always a hard thing to do this time of year, right? If you're gonna, I, I mean, you're gonna cut someone the, the week of the Super Bowl, things like that. But so you you really. Sean and his group, Raheem, his group, they, they game plan. Joe D, his group, and, and, and like what positions may be more valuable? Do you go heavy tight end, running back, things like that? So a lot of those little nuances that probably are boring your listeners. Uh, no, this is what I asked. I mean, this is important stuff, you know, obviously for the Super Bowl, and then there's other stuff going on. Uh, what can you say as we're sitting here right now about your offensive coordinator and uh, how he looks in purple? I mean, is that something that you know about with Kevin well, O'Connell right now? This, uh, right. You know, here, here's what I can say. I, I think uh, uh, he'll look good in purple, and I think if if that comes to fruition, uh, and I think I think the Vikings are getting a heck of a uh, head coach, I think he's got some unique experiences. Like yeah, being that quarterback, right? Drafted by the Patriots, being in the meeting room with Tom Brady, Josh McDaniels. There's some, there's some unique, real unique experiences that not a lot of head coaches can bring, right? Or offensive coordinators can bring to a team because only so many people get a chance to play QB. And then, and then he was a journeyman per se, which was probably a negative, right? When you're playing, like I can't believe I'm a journeyman. But if you're gonna you're gonna become a long time coach, right? Being able to bounce around to to different teams, different coordinators, different way of doing things, it, it, it allows it allows you your you know your bag of tricks of like what you'd like to do, what you definitely not like to do. But for all the listeners in Southern California, the interesting thing is is if you if you know Southern California, if you kind of know the beach communities, like there's this kind of like big deal when you're young, this thing called junior guards, right? It's like the lifeguard. It's almost like going to camp with the lifeguard. Uh-huh. So I can say there probably hasn't been a lot of like NFL head coaches who wear purple in Minnesota, who was a junior guard back in the day. I didn't know that. You're going deep down the roster here of information. 
So, uh, so Kevin O'Connell is is it? Let's just put it this way: uh, could wind up uh, somewhere else, and it appears that he is. So, uh, what what do you think of the fact that 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 your con- your your staff keeps getting raided year in and year out, um, including the guy who's coaching against you in this year's Super Bowl? Hey, I, I, again, I think it's a it's a compliment to the ecosystem here. Uh, so, and obviously, anytime it, it happens, we're we're very excited, right? There, someone earned a, an opportunity, right? And and heck, a, a one of thirty-two type opportunity. And 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 there will be there. There's been guys, and there will be uh, some that move on to be coordinators. Now, on the negative side of that, Rich is is wow, we got to I used to say it's on the positive side. It's always fun. Uh, it's always interesting to try to go find right up and coming, difference making type people to to add to the ecosystem. What definitely uh, gets exhausting at times is is orientating them, training them in the way we do things. So right. it seems to be a constant. But at the end of the day, right, it would be what we call a champagne problem, right? Because usually people, other teams only they like to let's call it promote people from successful programs. So that's, that's the rose of the thorn. Les Sneed, general manager of the NFC champion Rams here on the Rich Eisen show. Uh, does it help though, to know Zach Taylor for a game like this and have Sean there and you know him, he knows him. And uh, obviously, you know what he's been able to cook up, but uh, is that a benefit? Do you think in actually X's and owing this Super Bowl 56? That, you know that that's a good question, Thank and, you, and I was uh, listening to uh, interesting. I was listening to Willie McGinnis last night, and uh, and you know Willie, and and they all love Belichick, right? But he he was arguing on NFL Network that Zach had the upper hand because he knew Sean, and mm. and and I I. I forget who it was that asked him, well, would you ever say that about someone who left Belichick that they had the upper hand? But interesting listening to the, the wise on that. We all know Willie now is like, no, I would never say that one of the people had upper hand on Belichick. So at that, but it, I, what is interesting, we definitely, I think there's benefits, but I'm not sure it, it moves the needle in any way. Cause they, there's a lot of similarities to right what they do and and how we do things but there's also definitely some uh derivatives and differences uh but it's so that but it does make it it very an intriguing matchup as as sean and zach and their staffs begin to you know you know design the the chess match chess match against each other now obviously you weren't going to be in the mix for the number one overall pick in the 2020 draft although with you you can never tell i mean you you know <laughs> There's, there's no such thing as an impossibility when you're pulling any trade off or what have you, as you have proven less need. But uh, what was your evaluation of Burrow coming out of LSU? And now you're seeing him just two years in, standing in your way for a ring and a Lombardi. Well, it, less. Uh, it's, it, it's interesting because we weren't going to be right in the mix at number one. And, and at right. that point, right, we weren't really looking for a QB. So. It would probably waste my time to do a really deep dive on on someone like Joe Burrow just because to try to figure out a quarterback uh, and, and get that right. I mean, it, it's almost like you 
you got to spend all your time on that and then and get somebody else the rest of the draft. That's that's an exhausting process. So what is that? Then what, I, then, then, what, what I, then what is that process, Les? Because, again, you're seeing Burrow do what he's doing, and clearly you made that uh, evaluation of Stafford have, uh, to go ahead and make that maneuver. And here they are, both Super Bowl quarterbacks. So w- what is that evaluation that's so difficult to make? I'd love to pick your brain on that. And I think what you, what you have to do, right, is you're trying to figure out Stafford, be, Stafford being one hit, he's played in that's person situation, right? You see him, you see him do it against NFL players, mm-hmm. NFL schemes, right? But can, can, you know, so it's person situation where you know he can be a successful NFL quarterback. Uh, situation is can he come here, right? Help move the needle in terms of wins and losses and going deep in in the playoffs. Burrows. And college players are a little bit different because you're seeing them against, you know, college players, and will it translate to the NFL? But I, I do know, even though I didn't do an exhaustive mm-hmm. uh, evaluation of Joe, LSU has a lot of players. Their conference, the SEC, has a lot of players. So probably watched about every game Joe Burrow had, and 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 what what you what's interesting is he's playing against a lot of NFL players. What you, and he's got a lot of them on his team, but he definitely the systems translated. It was it was college football, wasn't totally a pro system, but they were asking him to to make NFL type reads. Uh, uh, so y- you could some of those evals like okay, I think Joe Burrow's really really got a got a chance, and and he was fun to watch, and and felt like that was a a really good bet. I do remember texting. Zach Taylor and I, or maybe Sean and I called him, and I forget how they finished the year. It did, did seem like it was a tough loss, but I remember us telling him, "You know what? You'll be glad you lost that game. <laughs> you get to draft Joe Burrow, and life will get better down the road here." So yeah, so now here you guys, isn't that amazing? Now here you guys are in the Super Bowl uh, against one another. Uh, less need here uh, on the Rich Eisen show, and so. You know, obviously, you saw something that Stafford could do it. What made you think he could do it? And now you're in the Super Bowl right now with him, Les. What about that? I think I think when you when we evaluated, right, uh, Matt, it, the, the system fit. He's he's the he's he's one of the ideal QBs for for Sean because in Sean's offense, right, it, it's it is an element of traditional pro style uh a little less of the college brand. so so matt had been doing that right heck not only in detroit he did that at georgia and he probably did that at in peewee football because in those days there was really not a lot of spread going on so he had had a lot of reps at right right leading guiding steering a, a pro style offense but i, I think the the thing you immediately felt when you watch hey he can make every throw he can make decisions he can make them quickly uh but when you really got to do a deep dive in him you're like wow those are you know those no look throws he would make where he's manipulating maybe linebackers at the second level safeties at the third level and no looking over here but because he just knows the concepts of the d and how that would just really throw them off you've got to feel his his toughness of taking a hit, getting right up, shaking it off. The OL, you could tell the OL love blocking for him because of that, and and it's like nothing happened. And, and you got to, you also got to see those those comebacks that a lot of 
a lot of us didn't get to see because the Lions, right, didn't play primetime games or things like that. And uh, but that was definitely something on his resume. But to that's one thing uh, to see it, to vet it, but to partner with him and live it. And I think it came to fruition right in the in the Tampa game, right, where you you see him be Matt Stafford and and do all the things right, and the defense play well, and you got a twenty-seven-three lead. But you also see him be Matt Stafford when holy cow, how is this game tied and it's 42 seconds left. And you know what? He had the, he, I like to, whatever's in his DNA to be able to take the snap and make a couple throws, clock it. And Matt Gay kicked the game winner and the rest is history. I think that that's when you go, holy cow, that's, that's special. Yeah, and then, of course, to have, you know, the 69th overall pick, third round of the 2017 NFL draft in Cooper Cup now be a triple crown winning threat and an MVP candidate of, of absolute note and total bona fide threat right there. Aaron Donald maybe being, uh, you know, in the discussion of greatest defensive player ever, a first round draft choice by you. You know, the additions of Odell Beckham Jr. this year, along with Von Miller, made everybody say, Say, well, Les, it's all about this year or nothing. And uh, Eric Weddle, my God, he's now playing like you can't take him off the field. He went from the couch to being able to you can't take him off the field, and he's now a leader in the locker room. I know you got a Super Bowl to win, but what what is it like to be a general manager pushing buttons and having them work when everybody's wondering if you can make it work, Les? Well, I, I, I think the, the all-in thing, I think there's, I think, heck, we were all in, like a lot of teams, right? We were all in probably when we were building, Rich, and 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 you're all in on the build. That's that's where the, right? We were probably doing it opposite of what we're doing now. We were trying to collect, collect first round picks and and add as much young talent as possible, right? To grow together, build a core, and 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 you're you're trying to be intentional, but you're hoping that you're. You break through, and we're fortunate enough to break through. And I think you know when you do break through, if you're fortunate, there's your window. What are you going to do with it? How are you going to take advantage of it? And I think, I think we we've got a little bit of a philosophy here where the hey the math says right when you're trying to be one of 32, you should probably be thinking a little bit differently, right than the other 31 because it uh, it's a tight league. Everyone's good. Uh, you know, <laughs> most organizations are highly competent. Uh, so that's kind of our philosophy. But you we're fortunate enough to get in this window, and, and, and we're going to try to do everything possible to take advantage no, of it. I knew you wouldn't spike the football. I knew it. But uh, is it true, Little Birdie told me, you got a standing ovation at a local Starbucks walking, just merely walking in this week? Is that a true story, Les? Is that true? Boy, sometimes my wife's Twitter account <laughs> gets me in trouble, right? <laughs> yeah. But the, uh, you know, the... the the answer is yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so you okay? So you walk in. You walk in, and then everybody starts breaking out and gives you a a, a venti of appreciation. Is that basically what happened? Wow. Les? You know, and it's, it's kind of your core core group. It was a core little bit group. earlier. So it's the core core group. A lot, of, group. a lot of people who work at Starbucks. Sure. But I I I'm okay talking about that, Rich, because there's been many a Mondays where I've woken up and said, you know what, I'm not doing coffee today. <laughs> I can't. I can't go play some music. Okay, All you know, right. I, I, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna make it at home today. Okay. So. Uh, All right. You know that so that may be the best thing about winning in the NFL is when you get a chance to walk in on a Monday after a win. 
and get a and get a stand a Starbucks standing O. Um, so I guess last one for you then, Les. Um, Harder Hearts. You know, obviously, you know your roster inside and out, so you also know what might be uh, exploitable. Knowing again who is coming your way, Burrow, Chase. Uh, knowing uh, how opportunistic this defense has been. Uh, in its playoff run, what cons- what keeps you up? Maybe when you, if you wake up middle of the night staring at the ceiling, go, I got to talk to Sean about this. What what do you think is 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 your Super Bowl Fifty Six threat level on that front with the Bengals coming? Yeah, I, in? I think you know it. it I always you know I, like I mentioned earlier, I try to stay out of the way in, in terms of, of game planning. Uh, that's that's not my area. But at the end of the day, I think what we'll focus on, because when you, whoever you're playing, this team's really good, like you mentioned. They, they've done a nice job, uh, right? Let's call it solidifying their, their eligibles to, 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 uh, you know, let's call it catch the ball, run the ball, all those things around a, a dang fun QB to watch. Like you said, they, they got a lot of veterans on that defense. So that allows them to, it allows them to, I, I hey, change their scheme. Right? They'll they'll scheme according to an off similar to maybe the Patriots a little bit. They adjust quickly at half. You can see. I mean, obviously that was on display against Kansas City, where there's a, it looks like it's over. They do some things at half. Next thing you know, they win the game. So anytime you play a game this magnitude, the, the opponent's good. So I think what we try to do internally here is 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 focus on what we do best. And then at that point, how does that translate into attacking them mm-hmm. and, and and go out and 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 compete and try to be great when it matters and and that and that's all you you can do. All right. Because at this point in time, when you're playing for 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 one of thirty two and there's only two left, the opponent's going to be dang good. Plus, what else you got to do, right? I mean, the senior bowl, you don't have to ask anybody there. You have no draft choices left, so it's, <laughs> right? Les, who cares, right? You know that would be that would be uh, that would be uh, let's call it accentuating the the shallow narrative that we you know that we have the draft picks you know we mm. do we do have a we will have a lot of picks they will all be on day three but there's a chance we have ten plus picks on day three okay as you know so. Les um, having known me for a while and I've known you I am an expert at, at accentuating the shallow narrative that is what I do professionally. So, um, I and you appreciate do it well, Rich. You know, I'm the best at it. Well, damn, damn right, I'm the best. Entertaining at content. Thank you, sir. And anytime I start getting nuanced to the second and third level, of, you yeah. know, compensatory formulas. Yes. And, right. You know what I mean? Yes. You, you, it, you, it, I, your listeners love it. I can tell you, I'm losing <laughs> you though. <laughs> Thank you, Les Need. I'll see you soon. We'll see you soon. All Enjoy right, the man. week. Take care, man. There you go. Less need everybody. Coffee junkie. First team all hair. First team all hair. General manager of the <laughs> NFC champion Rams. Drafted Cup. Drafted Donald. Acquires Jalen Ramsey. Back end. Stafford. Odell. Odell. Stafford. Von Miller. Midseason. Ready to roll. Accentuating the shallow narrative. Is that a good one? Or venti of appreciation, which is the best oh, one to I come out of? I wrote down Starbucks standing O. Starbucks standing O. Venti of appreciation. But that was yours. Okay. So? 
What's you know, the big but, deal? Well, it's more like the gas. half that half that list is my stupidity. Uh, possible. <laughs> that sounds like a rap. Venti of appreciation, I think, is you know you gotta. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. He walks in with Starbucks and they're applauding. <laughs> well, is there a more L.A. football story than that? No. I guess an Erewhon would be the only thing you could, if, you had, if you could punch it That's up and workshop spot. it. You know, <laughs> went into it. The general manager of the NFC champion L.A. Rams goes into a Whole Foods and they just absolutely drop their granola and genuflect. Erewhon for wheatgrass and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, someone already tweeted that I was complaining 49 degrees is cold, but... Okay, there you go. <laughs> hey, it was chilly this morning, yeah, I mean, man. It was. Phone calls, everybody. Phone calls, 844-204-RICH. And a, uh, uh, an interesting fatherhood moment for me last night. That's next on The Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, uh, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Let's take a phone call. Eric in Seattle, you're on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Eric? Um, well, I must say this. Um, so I'm from Alaska originally. Okay. And for some reason, I just grew up loving Damarino. So I'm a huge Dolphins fan. Okay. And the way that you just projected everything is just like, I, I almost don't have anything to say because, I mean, you just hit it on point. Um, but I just want to thank you for being so like aware of everything. And that's like, a, it's an amazing thing to me. Oh, very special. Thank you. Um, I try I to really be. hope this thing goes in the right direction as far as social equity and this and that. So, yeah, and I, I, I agree. And I don't know how to square the, the circle of one coach saying this absolutely happened and the owner saying there's no way it happened. And, um, I don't know how this works out. I mean, it couldn't work out in the discovery process. It can work out in a process of, of the court. And, um, and, I, and I do hope that more um, people uh, of color get a, an opportunity that clearly it seems they're not getting right now as every team makes an individual decision and it seems to all be coming up the same way, you know? So, I'm, you're, I mean, you're, you're dang right. You're dang right. Thanks for the call. Um, and there's one African-American coach in the NFL right now? Well, that's it for the moment, yes, in Mike Tomlin. And um, yeah. the, it is certainly not representative of the uh, rosters and the locker rooms. Um, as more and more front offices appear to be more representative, that's for sure. And certainly the NFL front office. But um, thanks for the call in terms of other head coaches. Again, Brian Flores, I know it's tough to give a job to somebody who's suing you. And saying something about one of your fellow members, um, that'd be tough to look at Stephen Ross in the face and say, "Yeah, we hired the guy that says that you you said you gave him a hundred thousand dollars a game to tank, and you say you didn't do it, but we hired him anyway." You know, but you want somebody of integrity, and you want somebody who's going to stand up for what they believe in. Um, somebody who was told we'd like you to tank, and then won anyway and then gets fired and says, I'm going to file a lawsuit to try and help with this process but still want to coach in the league, that might be the guy you want to hire too. Just throwing that out there. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here in the program. <sighs> That's quite a setup for, for, uh, for Super Bowl week here. 
Heavy stuff, where, man. Where fans are fired up for football and uh, and and in coffee, apparently. <laughs> I said it was an LA story. That's I guess more of a Seattle story. Yeah, that, story you know, too. Starbucks. Navy Federal is here to help you if you need help making sure that everything is balanced after an off-balance holidays because they got a little bit more expensive than you thought. Navy Federal Credit Union helps you take control of your finances after the holidays. You can get a low intro APR on their platinum credit card. It's their lowest rate card, and it's a great tool to pay down debt. And beyond the holidays, Navy Federal even has multiple savings and investment options to help you get closer to your financial goals. They offer digital tools, educational resources to help you guide your decisions. With Navy Federal, you can automate your saving and investing to put your money to work for you even as you sleep. Plus, you can buy fractional shares. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. At Navy Federal, our members are the mission. Message and data rates may apply. Savings products insured by NCUA and investment options are available through a Navy Federal investment services but are not insured by NCUA. So, trying to be father of the year, best dad ever. Um, <laughs> last night, you know, kids, when they're done with their homework or they say they're done with their homework, <laughs> all they want to do is just get on another screen, say you know? <laughs> Dude, enjoy the fact that your son, the only thing your son wants right now is to watch cars. To watch cars. Okay? Cars? I've cars? been through all that. Cars? cars? I've been through there, been there, done that. And then one day they're like, I'm done with my homework. Really? So at any rate, <laughs> so you're saying they grow up at some point. Yep. So my daughter Taylor's like, I want to watch a show. Wants to watch a show. Like, right. and invariably, uh, I'll let you know what's in the mind of an eight-year-old uh, girl. And invariably, it's um, Ninjago. Okay. Get ready for that. It's a Lego version of uh, all sorts of stuff. Got it. Uh, she's into that. She's into Miraculous. Is a show uh, that she really enjoys. Is it a cartoon? Nope. Uh, that yes, that is a cartoon. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, but at any rate, um, I'm like, how about let's play a game? So we played Scrabble, Love it. which is great for an eight year old because, uh, it, it's, it, it's great in terms of strategizing and, uh, addition, you know, mm -hmm. like what's the, when she gets a double letter score, double word score or yep. something like that. It's, it's math. Um, she learns new words or she attempts words <laughs> that are not actual legitimate words in terms of playing Scrabble. Sure. Put up on the screen, she had a Z in her uh, quiver <laughs> and spelled D's. D-E-E-Z. -E -E well done, Taylor. You're now in that position as a father trying to teach her rules, trying to teach her what's allowable, what's legal within the rules, and also want to reward her for her ingenuity. Creativity. Yes. Yeah, of course. What do you do? Do you tell her that's a word or not a word? <laughs> that's not I, know what, I know what I would do. It's a thousand percent a word. That's not where I saw that going. <laughs> oh, I know what I would do. Well, I also have to win. D's. And I want to teach my son a lesson, and I'm not above cheating. Okay. Win, okay. Yes. This is all horrible I, stuff that you're saying. Too. What do you mean? Uh, I would I would disallow that. I would, you, no, you would I disallow would, I would D's. Not allow that. I would not allow D's. Jay Felly, would you disallow D's or would you allow D's? Depends. Is is Bofa allowed? Bofa is. I, I mean, I I can't I can't just. This is we we've got to just keep it in this box of her and just understand understand <laughs> the, the second box. E the second E if you wouldn't mind placing it back on the the second E of D's is atop a double word score. So this is actually this a 28-point swing here. Yeah. I'm going to say no. Okay. 
disallow TJ uh, Jefferson. Of course. <laughs> Are D's? You're, every- you're allowing it? He's allowing D's. Do you know me? Of course I'm allowed D's. <laughs> now, right. I'll be honest with you. If you put it up one more time, if you put it up one more time, <laughs> not a real word. You put it up one more time, that would also allow her, if she had for her next move in NUT, to place that onto the left of the Z and get a double letter score on the end that would allow that would open the door to allow the word nuts with a Z to right, be well, utilized hope, as well. Let's just hope that that and didn't happen. I'm next. just saying it's a slippery slope if you say yes, it's allowable. Because then I didn't even think that Bofa would be in the mix. Well, I almost now, responded with Bofa yesterday, but I was like, I'm just going to let this play out. Now she learned this from you, right? So. Uh, I, my, her brothers <laughs> could be dad every now and then. Of course, these is a word. That's not even a question. Another word could be nunya, N-U-N-Y-A. Nunya business. That's correct. That, that's a well, word that look, gets thrown around in the eyes and household. Official Scrabble dictionary. Is D's in there? D's not a word. Not D's. a playable word. Well, according to the Urban Dictionary, these is a word. Well, so all I'm saying is this. <laughs> That's how I, I get that. After, after, after uh, uh, further review, it was disallowed. Oh. <laughs> she, replaced, she replaced the, uh, the Z with an R for deer. Okay. All right. I am so opposed uh, to Which, this. as you know, Playing would be, would, would, it's just, that, that is just a 10-point play. So it was, a, uh, it was an 18-point ruling. Taylor, your dad did you dirty. I'm no. just going to tell you that. Play to win, Rich. Play to win. By the rules. rules. Got to be consistent. <laughs> These is a word. Got to be consistent. Right, I'm putting that up as a poll. Well, I put it up as a poll on my Instagram oh, as well. <laughs> nice. Let me see what the current ruling is right now on my Instagram. Um, should I allow it? Wow, my word. 73% said yes. Yeah. 780 have said no. Um, so, so that is, so, so that's 2,133 people have voted yes. 780 no, and the math is there. 73 percent yes, 27 percent no. It's a word, baby. It is definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> and for an eight-year-old as well, you know, strong. An eight-year-old as well. Dad, no. Is Dad, that what no. you said? I heard. Did you hear Vivi Brady? Is a response? That's a, that's right. <laughs> Both it was of just, these. again. The funny thing is that we initially were going to play Trouble instead. Oh, another great game. But right. she's been kicking my ass in that so often lately <laughs> that she said she's gotten bored with it. Step your game up. Yeah, Dude, it's a little popping thing in the middle. That's it's more of a totally reflection of your game luck. It's all luck. There is a little strategy as to whether you knock a piece off the board or something like that, but. You know, good lessons for everybody <laughs> that you can't get watching Ninjago. You know what I'm saying? But D's, I couldn't believe it. It's what she's like, you know, she, she wished she had an R and an O so she could spell zero or a B yeah. and an R so she could spell zebra because she had an A wow. and she knew she had the E available. I wish there was and a she goes, there we go. you. <laughs> Uh, well, I immediately grabbed my phone and took a photograph of it. Also, can we just talk about She wow. started with wow. I went with web. Yeah, why did three letter words kill a Scrabble board? That would have been wow, D's nuts. She didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just, that was just, that was. 
Good luck. Well, pushed it. I mean, there was a line there. And you no, yeah. Definitely stepped over. Yeah, it's okay. all right. Go back to not talking. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Shut up. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Bob Costas <laughs> telling Brockman to shut up. Our Have you put that on your drop. Twitter bio yet, Brockman? Oh, that Bob told me to shut up? Yeah, you need to. Well, it doesn't rhyme with what I got going on in the Twitter oh, okay. bio right now. Okay. So next hour, Bruce Feldman, more of your phone calls, 844-204-RICH, number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's dive a little bit into the college football world and what yesterday's signing day meant for college football, the ever-changing world therein. 